The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How are we doing, everybody? All right, trying a little something different here this time with the reviews, but we have a jam-packed episode today. We've got a nightmare yeah. on Elm Street review. We got some shutter shout-outs to do and a little something that I have that we were going to do on a separate episode, but I'm going to see if I can finagle it in here that I hadn't told Dave about. So got a lot to get through today, a little bit of a new structure, but let's go ahead and just kind of get it started. First off, I've been seeing it making the rounds today. I've been seeing it posted all over the place, but we got our first teaser for Hocus Pocus 2. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yeah, I saw that a little bit. I don't know how I feel about because Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that is kind of like a staple. You got to watch it every Halloween. It's yeah. like the thing with me. It's the thing and Hocus Pocus. Those are two guaranteed movies that I will be watching every Halloween. And it's one of those beloved 90s franchises of mine that I don't know how I feel about seeing one of my beloved 90s franchises in this modern age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, uh, you I mean, knew it was going to happen, though. It happens I, with everything. I know. I would rather have seen like now. I have no problem if it were if it was like a sequel and it took place again in the '90s or something like that. But I don't know. I I this whole new requel format. We'll see how it ties into the original. I don't want to see the Sanderson sisters have to like come up against a bunch of influencers. Yeah. <laughs> or like immediately, I thought of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like bus scene. Yeah. And like going to get canceled, bro thing. I don't, I don't want to see the Sanderson sisters. Like I uh, was talking to somebody um, with it and sh- uh, the person I was talking to was she was like, I hope that this isn't going to have one of those forced like girl power messages. Yeah. Like, first off, I like the idea that it looks like it's uh, I guess it looks like it's a descendant of a witch. Like it's, they're like teenagers or like, uh, you know, middle school, high schoolers. Yeah. Uh, and one of them looks I I think they were insinuating that they might have been a witch. Like but, a descendant of a witch. Yeah. Which I think is a good way to go. I don't mind that. That's a that's perfectly fine. That gives gives her a reason to have some kind of like connection to the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Which is cool. But there's two things that I'm hoping it's not going to be. One, I really hope that it's not just going to be like again, like Sanderson sisters coming up on influencers and Sanderson yeah. sisters like uh like like I, I don't know, I don't know if it's so much me upset. It's uh, me just sounding like an old man going the at this day and age things yeah. were different back <laughs> in my day. But and I hope that it's not like seventy five percent just callbacks to the first one. Oh, like fan service, yeah. It's gonna have plenty of that in there, but yeah. I hope that it's just that it's not going to just be. I mean, the very last ending thing was like, oh, are you guys trying to find the stage and like uh. And then Winnie was like, oh, wait, it was like, all right, so we know we're going to get a singing number. Yeah. 
Of course we are. But I mean, I mean, the woman's a singer anyway. But yeah. I mean, it's I just don't want it to be. Hey, look, here's a reference to Zachary Binks, and here, here's check out this reference yeah. to um, the bullies uh, yeah. from from last time. And oh, hey, check this out. Remember, uh, remember Billy from the uh, uh, from the graveyard in the first one? Well, here he is again. Yeah. You know, like um, I mean, it remains to be seen, but I'm a little skeptical. Just gotta wait until it comes out, and then we'll. I mean, I'll be seeing it. So. Yeah, we'll watch it. Um, I got a couple of Shutter shoutouts. Got a documentary for people that I think is pretty cool. Saw it. Um, it was one of the documentaries that I had been looking for when I first got it. It was called Cursed Films. Um, it's all about. I saw the first couple episodes, all about uh, these things that would happen on the set of certain horror movies that led people to believe that the actual making of it was haunted the first one was the exorcist yeah and all of the stuff surrounding that and how uh, a lot of people basically the stigma around that movie and how like certain accidents happen but not as much as the omen because the omen was the next episode it was talking about yeah. how people died on the omen how there was a one of the people who worked on it got decapitated in kind of the same fashion that wait uh, really yeah, another person who worked on the show, his his plane blew up. And, Jesus. And another person, uh, the another person, the person who got decapitated. It happened when the, uh, somewhere in Europe, right, uh, like across the street from, like there was like this sign that was like, you know, how those signs go, uh, was like uh, such and such kilometers till you get to this town or whatever like that. Yeah. It was like it was like right across there was this sign that was yeah. for a place called O M M E N that was 66.6 kilometers away it was like Jeez, one of those it was yeah. that decap so it was like a lot of deaths surrounding the omen but a lot of fascinating yeah. stuff uh called cursed films so if you want to hear yeah. about again i'm i'm always in the mood for a good documentary and oh, this yeah. one is all about how actual horror movies were certain of them were uh, cursed themselves yeah uh, another one was the 19 uh the 1990s version of pit and the pendulum which i was trying to find the vincent price one couldn't find that one on shutter but i found the 1990s one which has jeffrey combs in it and i was like all right well i like jeffrey combs yeah i'll, I'll check this one out i have never seen the pit and the pendulum i just know of it and this one will make you feel angry at like religion. It's all about abuse of power. How it, it was very much like a uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame situation where you have this priest during the uh, um, was it the Inquisition? Yeah. Who's basically accusing everybody he he wants of like witchcraft. There's this woman who he accuses of witchcraft, and it's because he thinks that she bewitched him because he basically is having the hots for. He basically is horny for her, and um, there's like a scene where he dresses her up as the virgin mary and basically forces himself sexually on her and so i'm like you know as i was watching this i was like something tells me that this probably wasn't in the black and white vincent price version no. <laughs> something tells me that they probably didn't have a scene of vincent price dressing someone up as the virgin mary and damn near raping her um <laughs> And I was like, some, and something tells me that this is, pro they're probably taking a little bit of liberties. That I, I had to look it up. I looked yeah. up the synopsis of the Vincent Price one. I was like, this can't have happened in the, in the Vincent Price version. It is completely different than the Vincent Price version. <laughs> like the Vincent Price, this thing, I was like, this has 
has nothing. The only thing that this had in common with the Vincent Price version was the title and the fact that in the movie there is a pit and a deadly pendulum in a torture like room. But other than that, nothing of the Vincent Price movie or or the Vincent Price storyline. I was like, oh, okay. So they just basically they had a a torturous inquisition movie but they probably thought well let's give this a little bit of class by calling it the pit in the pendulum yeah the vince price one i think you have to rent on amazon yeah um now now that aside i still say i mean check it out i mean it still had um lance hendrick it had lance hendrickson in it and it had jeffrey combs in it so if you like either of those actors um I, you know, give it, you know, check it out. But again, oh, that's one of those things that irks me in, in certain movies is uh, that's one of the re- reasons I got annoyed with um, the mist people basically using like religion to do whatever they want and not Game be held power, accountable. Yeah. So uh, a lot yeah. of that in okay. uh, in that movie. But um, right. um, what else? Also another. Oh, uh, one of the reasons I got it, I think I had mentioned it last time, was Creep Show. Yeah. Um, been kind of going through the Creep Show show fun times. Um, the next movie I'm gonna check out is one that I saw a uh, little clips for. I think it's a 2000s movie called Dead Birds. Dead Bird. Okay. Uh, looks like a combination of a thing stalking a cornfield, picking off terrorists or t- terrorist tourists. Um, that would have been a whole different movie, picking off terrorists. Uh, picking off tourists. I don't know what it is, but it looked intriguing enough. And it was just all I know is that it was called Dead Birds. And right. it's taking everything in me right now to not watch Mad God, which is the thing I've been. Yeah, you've been on this one for a while. You want to I, see I, Mad I, God. I, I promised my sister that I'm going up to D.C. Uh, uh, next week. OK. And I, I promised her I'd watch it with her. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's 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 funny because I also saw a separate documentary called The Movies That Made Us. Yeah. And one of them was for Jurassic Park yeah. and they had mentioned Phil Tippett and Phil Tippett's the one who is who made Mad, Mad God said that it was like 30 years in the making cuz he had worked as an animator for Jurassic Park the original. Yeah. So, I mean the dude has clout I'm talking about the guy who worked on the original from back in the 90s, so yeah, it just made me want to watch it even more. I was like, man, I, 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 so I'm just waiting for next week. Yeah, um, I've been uh, looking uh, I think I'm a uh... Probably sometime this week, check out Summer 84. It looks like a really interesting movie. Basically, it's a 2018 film taking place in 84, where you got a teenager who thinks his next-door neighbor, who's the sheriff, mm-hmm. is a serial killer. All right. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds that's a pretty interesting premise right there. Oh, man. Uh, there was this other one. I'm going to have to research it again because I forgot what it was called, but it was about a radio station that they're like on the air and stuff like that. And it takes place in the studio during when a zombie apocalypse starts happening. And you basically are getting their reactions, like taking people's phone calls and and stuff like that. There's like apparently very little kills, maybe just over the phone or from the phone calls that they're taking or however they're getting their information. But you're basically less about the kills of of, of seeing people people getting eat by zombies and more of seeing these DJs who are on the air reacting to like callers coming in and just like the stuff that's going on on the outside, which that I think sounds, is pretty cool. That sounds really interesting. I'm all for any kind of movie that can tell a story in a confined space. I like movies that are heavy in dialogue and I respect movies that have their setting all in one place. Like yeah. one of my favorite movies is 12 Angry Men and that is uh, just a dialogue movie that's all set in one room. 
You know, but you funny? feel like you've been to like all the the way they talk about certain things. Yeah. You feel like you've been to the crime scene and you feel like you've been in the courtroom and yeah. all those business. And if they can do something like that and is like they don't they don't show a whole lot, but you hear it and you get basically a painted picture of what this thing is going on. Yeah, I think that could be pretty cool. I need to I need to relook and see what that is. I'll I'll yeah. have watched it by the time we record our next thing. Yeah, no, but a funny story about that in high school, I actually auditioned to be in our 12 angry men play oh who are you gonna be i don't even remember because i didn't even get the part well they don't go by i didn't realize it until the very end of that movie you don't know anybody's name yeah they're all just juror number number one two three and yeah i don't remember the number i was at the end of the movie the guy basically they're leaving the uh courtroom and one of them goes oh my name's like John, by the way. And the other guy says, oh, yeah, my name is this. And I'm, and that's when you realize, wait a second. Yeah, you don't know their names. All these guys have been talking. And not once did you ever, yeah. did it ever occur to you, I don't even know these guys' names. Yeah, like I had to choose between being on the swim team or being an understudy, so just swim team. I wish I'd, I'd taken like drama like that in high school, yeah. but um, that's pretty cool, though. You yeah. said, did you get the part? No, I was like the understudy, so oh. something would happen. You ended ended up playing the bailiff that just has the one line of coming in to check on him. Well, like, and like the time for the play and it was during swim season. So I kind of had to choose between the two. So I had to choose being on a swim team. Uh, But anyway, those are the three movie shout outs that I have. That's Pit in the Pendulum, Cursed Films, and Creep Show. Uh, Every time we do one of these recordings, I will try to have a separate section of Shudder shout outs. Um, And I will keep tweeting at Shudder until... Yeah, I was about to say, this is day 182 (laughs) of trying to get Shudder to sponsor us but you know what uh daddy shutter I'll, I'll 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 still give you this one for free it's a good uh, it's a good service especially if you love horror you got sleepaway camp on there changelings the original halloween crap ton of those documentaries like i said i'm all oh, uh, yeah. uh, if you're into documentaries but yeah it took me a while but it was definitely worth it so yeah i got shutter <laughs> i think it took me 10 months to get chris on shutter because i've been talking about since day one well it was the price thing yeah. I mean, not that it's expensive. It, I mean, what it's five ninety nine a month, which yeah. is totally doable. Um, but but I just procrast- I procrastinate to do anything, and I've already used the heck out of it. And I've yeah. only had it for, I've had it for less than a month, and I've already, yeah. like, watched a ton of stuff on it. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. So, we never got to do my birthday episode. No. Uh, Unfortunately, but yeah. I have, like, some chicken scratch here on my, uh, of stuff that, if we had... Is some stuff that I would have wanted to talk about. Yes. So for about like 10 minutes real quick, like my whole shtick for that uh, episode is going to be, I have some things to get off my chest about things. And even if it's not stuff I want to get off my chest, it's my birthday and I want to talk about what I want to. All right. I was going to try to have a list of 10 things, but then I was like, five or six is good enough. (laughs) First one. I think that M. Night Shyamalan would do awesome if he worked for A24. Yeah. I I think that if M. Night Shyamalan worked for A24, I think that if M. Night Shyamalan's movies came out now, a lot of them, and it was under the studio of A24, people would be calling him a genius again. Yeah. If The Happening came out right now, and it was said an A24 production, and then people saw it, aside from, like, if they got a different person other than Mark Wahlberg, let's say, I think that people would have been like, oh, this movie's movie's genius. It seems like something that A24 would put out. It's a, a, a movie where you don't really see what the villain is, uh, who the villain is or what's causing all of this stuff but it turns out to be like the trees in the end and people are killing themselves but it's like just bizarre and weird I mean that's yeah. A24's bread and butter right there 
like I feel like M. Dodge Shivlon and A24 kind of. I mean, go ahead and hand. Uh, or the movie uh, Lady in the Water, where the lady is named Story and it's just weird characters interacting with each other. So if some of those movies came out, like let's say you took M. Night Shyamalan's name off of it and it just came from A24, you just saw A24 production and then you saw a movie called Lady in the Water, you starring Paul Giamatti and all of this other stuff. I guarantee people would have been like, oh man, A24 knocked it out of the park again. I mean, kind of, they have a similar style where they take these out of the box concepts yeah. With twist endings. That's why I say, you know, as much as, as uh, certain movies like, you know, like he's always going to be on, on notice for me for what he did to Last Airbender. Yeah. But I do respect him for taking weird scripts and being like, all right, well, let's try. Like the movie Old is like, all right, let's take yeah. this concept where people age all, uh, you know, rapidly on the side. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. And A24, you know, if you want movies that are like, all right, I don't want your standard run of the mill thing. I want something a little different. A24 has got you. It's like, all right, well, yeah. let's, uh, you know, even if it might not be your cup of tea, it different which i'll take more uh, i'll take over uh as, as much as i say i have a love-hate thing with uh the movie the lighthouse it was yeah. different uh, i'll i'll, 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 I'll yeah i'll take different over just a generic like i've seen it a million times movie yeah <laughs> i don't know all right the next thing on my list i don't know uh, going back to hocus pocus yeah I, I don't know how i was going to segue into this point but uh, i just have written on here uh sarah jessica parker from hocus pocus made me feel some kind of way back when i was a young kid <laughs> i don't know how i was okay. gonna segue into that yeah. into that into that fact i was like i don't care what people say people used to, people made fun of, of sarah jessica parker and the way she looked especially in uh in south park but i remember being a young kid and sarah jessica parker making me feel some kind of way uh, back when i was a kid okay take, man take 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 that information with what you will but uh, right. she, she made me feel things she made me feel things in my places yeah. and okay. uh when i when i was young so right. take that for what you will alfred hitchcock the birds isn't scary <laughs> the birds yeah. isn't scary alfred hitchcock was you know the master of suspense but the birds isn't scary uh if my <laughs> if my former uh tv production movie teacher is listening who is a alfred hitchcock fanatic i'm sorry uh sir much like it, it kind of goes into my second point hereditary was boring yes the the birds isn't scary and hereditary hereditary, hereditary was boring yeah i don't get people who say that that movie scared the crap out of them the hereditary was boring the only yeah. thing that the only reason to watch it is the last five minutes and the head getting decapitated Not, yeah now i'm all for slow builds and slow burns and stuff like that but i i, I don't know Good if god it, if you gotta sit through like an hour full of nothing just to get to that point with like not very interesting characters <laughs> yeah it's no good it's boring uh the remake of house of wax isn't as bad as people are hyperbolically saying it is it might be bad but like, I, bad. again yeah. i remember people like saying um like how bad like paris hilton was and stuff like that hey but it being we bad it wasn't her fault but we had said it before paris hilton while people you know say oh man i hated paris hilton in that thing was not the worst thing about it the worst thing about it is how they replaced vincent price with a very uninteresting antagonist they completely changed the story into a not 
good one. I think that people's hatred of that movie is misplaced because if it wasn't called House of Wax, it would just be your standard run-of-the-mill horror movie. And I think Paris Hilton played her part. Like she said I, she was a dumb blonde that got killed. I just remember that movie coming on a lot back when it was new. Yeah. And every time it would come on, I would just kind of like pop it on TV and... Don't get me wrong, it has a lot of horror tropes that I find annoying. But then again, I think the biggest bad thing about that movie was not Paris Hilton, was not the... There there were even some interesting kills yeah. and interesting scenes. Like the guy getting, like, you know, um, all of his hair removed on his face and body and stuff like that while he's still, like, alive and conscious and then... Yeah, covered in the wax, yeah. Covered in the wax and then... Of course, uh, Winchester. Yeah, and, I mean, all of that stuff. I remember watching that and going, like, geez, that's awful. Yeah. I mean, awful as in, like, that's a horrible fate for somebody. But the biggest... Uh, shame of that movie is the fact that they replaced Vincent Price with just your run of the gener- uh, run of the mill generic bad guy with some kind of a weird backstory. When Vincent Price in five minutes made his version way more interesting. Yeah. So, but not as bad as people say. At best, it is just your run of the mill move uh, movie from back in the two thousands. Yeah, it struggles because of the name it has. Had a different name, it would get as much hate. And last thing on my on my list, I've said it since the beginning beginning of Chris hates kids but stop putting kids in horror movies <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop putting kids in rated R horror movies um especially if they're not the main characters say uh, maybe it's, I think I wrote that down because uh, uh Jurassic Park uh, Dominion had come out and I haven't seen it but I know all the ones up until then of course has to have a kid in some kind of peril and I'm like yeah. you know why do you insist on having kids in horror movies especially if they're just there to be annoying and a device for the character to have to save. A lot of horror movies feel like they just stop to just be like, I don't know, like for some reason, like I have to go back to the Chris Hates Kids like thing in my mind of just... Yeah, just stop, guys. I just think Jurassic Park would have been, I'll say aside from the first one, the first one gets a pass. The kids being there, they they gave a reason for it. You know, they were the grandkids of you know the park owner i you know i remember watching it as a kid and not being annoyed by the there are certain things that were just kind of like it's funny as a kid myself when that movie came out i was a kid i was younger than those kids yeah but i was still like dr grant like man i don't want to be around these kids right. <laughs> i don't want to be and these kids were older than me i i don't want to be around these kids <laughs> but i let it slide but after that second one third one then the re uh reboot uh, and stuff like that. I'm like, you don't have to have kids. I want to see a Jurassic Park movie where kid isn't in danger. Yeah. So. I just oh, want to see and, dinosaurs fuck shit up. And last on the list, um, again, Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus made me feel some kind of way when I was young. <laughs> so <laughs> Once again. Once again, I had to say it again just because every time uh, it comes on, on 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 Halloween time, I go, I remember back when I was a kid. And, I would do, <laughs> and especially, she, I mean, she's riding that broomstick. Come, little children, I'll take thee away. And, I, and I'm sitting there like, I don't know what, uh, I've just, this, is, this is making me feel weird for some reason, but not bad <laughs> making me feel some kind of way it, yeah. she's like like feeling herself on that broomstick while she's like singing that song i was like what is this feeling that i'm feeling <laughs> little 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 eight nine year old me what is this feeling i'm feeling something that i would have to address when i got to be a little older yeah now it's mandatory if you're if you're going to be dating this dude chris over here you have to be wearing uh that is maybe that is where i get my thing for ladies wearing fishnet stockings and yeah and, <laughs> 
you don't get to date me unless you're uh, unless you're dressed up as one of the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. <laughs> or at least now you know what my kink is when whenever yeah. uh, if we ever take it to the bedroom, you have to dress up like one of the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> Just putting it all out there. I got a broom right in my closet, and uh, here, put on this witch hat, and uh, put on this blonde wig, and uh, focus, focus, we go, and uh, like you know, and then abracadabra, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that was basically just some of the stuff i was going to be talking about on my birthday just a quick run through that was fun all right so why don't we go ahead and get to the topic of the of the day and now we're going to be doing a little something different now instead of hearing old chris thomas here try to sloppily talk about the plot summary of this which you know the more and more we kept doing that the more i'm like you know a a lot of this i'm reading off of wikipedia just so i can keep on track and two nobody wants to hear somebody just kind of like have to keep going back and going like oh yeah i forgot to mention this and oh yeah like that's that's a horrible way to kind of like tell a story or, or tell the plot of something so from now on if you're listening to this we're just going to go ahead and assume that you have seen especially if you're a horror enthusiast i think it's safe to assume that you've seen nightmare on elm street which is what we are talking about today I mean, at the, if, you're, if you're a horror enthusiast and you don't know who Freddy Krueger is, not that I'm trying to be like that kind of guy that's like, you're a you're a horror movie lover and you haven't seen it because I haven't seen my fair share of things. But I mean, Freddy Krueger is like the big one of the big three. You got Jason, yeah. Michael and Freddy. Even people who aren't horror fans have seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I was at the store earlier today and they were selling like just like on the clothes rack, just a randomly a Dream Warriors shirt. The original Nightmare on Elm Street from 19. 19- 1984. Freddy Krueger, former child slasher, killed by parents, comes back and haunts the dreams of their children. Of the three, of the top big three, I'd have to say that Freddy is probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, well, he's the only one with like personality. personality. Yeah. Which is kind of like more Wes Craven style directing with his villains. But just the idea yeah. also of... Because I, I used to have nightmares all the time. Yeah. In my like mid-20s. Would have like nightmares almost every like night. And the idea of like... And most of it was like get kind of getting chased and stuff like that. Yeah. And the idea that you could actually die in your... Which you can die in your sleep. Yeah. But that there's an active force trying to kill you. Yeah. It's just such a good concept where it's like... You know, it's like the one people try to struggle it's like the one place you can't be because everybody's sleep isn't it's not something that yeah. you can run away from no eventually you're gonna have to fall asleep or you're gonna go you're gonna die anyways mm-hmm. and that's why i like the big three freddy is be like the one i'd least like to encounter mm-hmm. like i'd much because you're in his domain yeah, I'd much rather go against Michael or Jason because if you blow up their body, then th- they'll stop chasing you. Yeah, but he'll just reconstitute himself if you blow up his body. And yeah, because I don't really know how to lucid dream, so I don't have any controls in my dreams. So but this he does. This was your pick. This yes. was your second pick because uh, we did yeah. Cabin in the Woods in this one, and the next two are going to be. Um, that are the next two that are you and me reviewing yeah. uh we have my pick which we're gonna go a little bit older yeah um slowly working our way back in time why uh nightmare on elm street why why'd you pick that one though is it just because you know we, we you wanted to pick one from the big three it's probably my second favorite horror film of all time next to scream yeah and it was for a while for me yeah. uh i mean it got replaced by the thing but for a while yeah. it was um 
my favorite just because of Freddy. And it's been a while since, you know. I had the gloves and everything one year good for Christmas. Good 80s horror movie, too. That that one is definitely one that uh, I try to watch something different every year for Halloween. Yeah. But you also have to, you know, pay respects to the classics. Exactly. Uh, and every year, like I mentioned, it's one that is always on the roster is you have your Hocus Pocus, which is always on the roster. Yeah. You have The Thing for Me, which is always on the roster. And Nightmare, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is always on the roster as well as The Shining. Yeah. Those are like the ones that I'm like, all right, even if I don't get to anything new this year, I am going to be watching the, uh, these, at least these four at some point during the October season. Exactly. Well, I watch Nightmare on Elm Street like multiple times a year. Now, uh, I have a couple of questions. Since this was your pick, I'll ask a couple of questions put to you. Just in the realm of Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Okay. Do you prefer Intimidating Freddy or Funny Quippy uh, Freddy? I I do like the Intimidating Freddy, but every once in a while, a little quip here and there. Is there one markers. in particular that you think had the right balance? Because you had, aside from the first one, because um, then you, you got to the point where Freddy was killing dudes with power gloves. Yeah. Um, but then you also had the resurgence in New Nightmare, yeah. where whereas more serious trait, uh, ser- I keep wanting to say Jason for some reason, f- f- uh, serious Freddy. Um, and then you got Freddy versus Jason, which is really quippy Freddy. Freddy versus Jason feels like a '90s movie to me. It did. It came out. Is that 2002? I think it came out in 03, but definitely feels '90s. Well, I mean, it was coming fresh off. I think up to about 2005, a lot of movies still had kind of like a late 90s feel. Well, I think it was supposed to come out in the 90s, though. Oh, it was supposed to come out earlier, but it was in, like, development hell while they were trying to... Because you figure it was at the end of Jason Goes to Hell... Yeah, that they the teased. Gloves come up. Yeah, yeah, that they teased. Oh, a Freddy versus Jason thing, but then it was just like in limbo for a while. Yeah, because I think one studio owned Jason, one owned Freddy, and it was because if I'm not mistaken, right after that, Freddy or Jason went to space. Uh, yeah, so it was like they abandoned that plot line for a while, and then Jason went to space, and then they brought back Freddy for yeah. uh, Freddy versus Jason. But so I might have to look it up. But I, you said that that came out in 03. I thought it was 02. I'm usually good at kind of predicting the errors i'm usually good by like a year yeah like i'm usually like a year or two at the maximum off but i'm, I'm usually in the ballpark yeah i'm pretty sure it's oh three could have been right 02, though. yeah let me look it up freddy versus jason 2003 you're right all right um i was in the ballpark um yeah, but yeah i'd say up to like 2005 a lot of movies still had kind of that 90s feel but that yeah. that one definitely makes me like especially the way people act it makes me it kind of makes me think of uh just 90s movies yeah well i guess like i'm pretty sure the script was written in the 90s and i didn't change much of the dialogue to uh, fit 2003 but it's still a movie worth watching though i'll watch time for Time. So other than the first one, which of the sequels do you think got Freddy the best, in your opinion, in terms of of how Freddy is portrayed? I liked him in three, the Dream Warriors. Because I think my favorite one is still the second one where they're in the asylum. Yeah, that's three. Oh, sorry, three. Oh, so that wasn't that one was three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I Dream one I got mixed up. Yeah. Three. Yeah, then mine is is also three. I, I, yeah. Because my favorite three kill. Three nightmares are my favorite ones. After my the favorite original. kill out of all the ones is where Freddy's controlling that kid on a marionette using his tendons. Yeah. That's that's my favorite, and you see like in the hallways, just kind of like walking. You in his dream, he's being uh, walked around by his tendons, but if you just if you're just looking at him, it just looks like he's some crazy dude walking down the hallway. Yeah. 
um, and, but not only that, but the fact that Freddy can make you die and then everybody else thinks that you just killed yourself. Yeah. And it's like they're in an asylum. So it was like, oh, yeah, of course, that dude, he's, he's crazy. They're already, he's, yeah, they're already crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was uh, so you say three. All right. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it before, but uh, you're just an overall thought of the remake. I, I know you like and me it, differ yeah. a little bit on that. I, I'm a little more generous with it. See, I think where they really, really shit the bed is they went too far away from the original look. I, I uh, that they, is one thing I heard that uh, that uh, if they his face it, looks like melted cheese. Yeah, if they would have kept it a little bit closer to how Robert England looked as Freddy, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't get shit on as much as it does. Mm-hmm. And you know, my thing was that I yeah. think that they should have had the balls to like they insinuated the that he was accused, that he was falsely one. accused. I think that they if they had that the balls to be yeah. like, all right, you know what, we're gonna kind of run with this. We're gonna make a, that he actually is a falsely accused man, and he's out for revenge because he yeah. was falsely accused of this stuff. I would I would have been like, yes, that is all. That's yeah, that's that's a that, guy yeah. who a now that he's now he's killing children, and now that you realize why. You are kind of like, oh, damn, I can understand why he's pissed. But yeah, mostly he he looks dumb as fuck. All right, so there are a plethora of kills. Oh, yeah. All right, but before we get into all of that, let's let's bring it back to the original. Because that's what we're talking about, the original. Yeah, the original. Probably the best slasher in the 80s. The If you want to, um, again, anytime I can plug a documentary, I will. Um, if you watch the movies that make us, which is on Netflix, uh, they do yeah. have the uh, how, how it was made and the making of all the stuff that led up to and during the production of nightmare on elm street yeah talk about that whole scene of uh how they did the blood coming out of the bed yeah out of the bed thing it was basically in a rotating room or an upside down room that they had to use a a specific kind of like pump to like like do it was like yeah yeah, it it was it was some kind of mechanism to get like the blood to come gushing out and stuff like that and they only had one chance to get the shot too yeah very interesting so i'd say check it out if you have time to go on netflix and check it out but i will say the very end of that movie it's still ridiculous the way that freddie fucking pulls that dummy out uh, from uh, that's that's supposed to be her mother on the porch yeah just rips that (laughs) dummy through the through the door (laughs) that (laughs) i it's funny because up to this point i'm what i also i don't think that was supposed to be the original ending though either somebody also made a dub of uh noises uh, yeah. And clips taken from Home Alone, <laughs> and, and, and put it over when Freddy uh, comes into the real world. Yeah, and you just hear these like wacky noises. He's like, "Don't worry, I'll get him off, Harry." And then he gets hit hit by the sledgehammer and then falls <laughs> falls down the stairs. And you just hear the noise from um, from Home Alone happening. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I really like that ending sequence though. It's goofy to me. Um yeah. it's just a funny way to kind of end it because you. I think it should have ended with uh you know you see the the hood of the car like yeah. is freddy's thing and then they just drive off i yeah. think it would have been cool if you just see the kids drive off they're screaming uh like mom oh my god oh. and then she's just sitting there on the porch like bye guys like well, not originally how- they were supposed to just drive off and nothing happening because wes craven's original concept is he didn't want a sequel for this movie it's supposed to just be a one-off which much like most things in the 80s a yeah. lot of these could have worked as just a standalone yeah and that's why he wasn't really a part of any of <laughs> the then, then he made his scream nightmare. franchise it's like yeah. no, i'm gonna make the shit out of this scream franchise <laughs> yeah I don't want to do sequels. Oh, <laughs> like oh, this this scream thing though, this thing can make a lot of money. 
Yeah. But uh, Freddy ended up being a very lucrative franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Freddy became, like, very mainstream in the late 80s, early 90s. Was the new one uh, pretty much just came out and said that Freddy was a child molester? Yeah. Was that apparent in any of the original ones? Like, we knew that he was a child slasher, but was it insinuated that he was, like, sexually abusing these kids, or was it that he was just like killing kids i remember I the first one it's just says killing kids it's been a while since i've watched any of i mean like, he's always sequels. been a pervert yeah i mean he's always had like sexual innuendos to the like the yeah. teenage kids i thought yeah. it was funny there was a guy like uh when we were when i i don't usually go to facebook anymore yeah but uh i was posting questions on facebook and one person uh somehow the discussion got into like oh so, you know freddie wasn't really a, you know they never said that freddie like molested kids in the original stuff like that you know blah blah, blah he never did all that why he was like really upset about it i was like so does that make him any better i guess like i mean he's still going around killing well i think in the original script he was supposed to be and then like something like major happened but it was like like, pedophile or something so but but it was like the guy was trying to like defend freddy's honor like he's not a pedophile in the original i was like all right well he's still going around killing kids yeah (laughs) like i don't know what you're trying Trying to defend Freddy's honor for he's not <laughs> he's not a good dude not at all no yeah Man, I think you're I think you're I think your priorities are a little misplaced here buddy so any any gripes with the uh, original first one anything that you think could have been done a little bit better I mean you figure it was the 80s and it was yeah. kind of like a new concept for an idea for a horror movie yeah so I mean it's obviously going to you know uh, I mean I feel like I've never really liked the uh, acting of Nancy's mom I was gonna I was literally just about to say I do I don't like or, the fact uh, that the Rod. like you have all They're... of this evidence that all this stuff is real like look mom I I just, I have this hat here that I just pulled out of nothingness, yeah. and it belongs to the hat of the man you guys murdered. Yeah. Maybe you should start believing what I have to say now. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, I don't know what other, right. I mean, I didn't have this, I didn't just pull this hat out of my ass. I didn't have this hat, like, I'm, I'm in a hospital gown. Yeah. Like, like, so, and not only did I pull this hat out of nothing, it belonged to the man, hat, it belonged to the man that you guys murdered. <laughs> Yeah, and also uh, Tina's boyfriend Rod. Like, why was he acting like a '50s greaser? I don't know. Maybe he was a maybe <laughs> like, he was an '80s greaser. I felt like he should have been like Grease, not this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just felt really out of place. And like that group of friends. I will say this also about uh, um, oh, what was the name of the dude who who got hung in the jail cell? Who was that's uh, Rod? <laughs> he's, he's sitting there in the bedroom watching her basically be attacked in midair and stuff like that yeah. which is i i don't know i just find it funny that he's just kind of standing there like i now i mean i don't know how i would react if i saw my yeah. girlfriend hovering in midair getting slashed out like because he's just said the car like just yelling out her name yeah <laughs> what was her name tina tina <laughs> Dina, Dina, it's it's not doing anything. He's just like he's just kind of like he's just off in the corner. Just Dina. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, I don't know how I would act. I, I mean, I'd be confused too. But I, yeah. I just know that every time I watch that scene, I'm like, dude, we'll do something. <laughs> like, you don't stand there. Just sit there yelling her. If her like spinning around like she's on a roller coaster, like up in the air, ain't waking her up. I don't think you yelling her name is gonna do anything. Right. Roll a blanket over her try to pull her down and like like you know do the whole water in the face like you know smacking her on the side of the face like hey wake up you know what i mean like do something that dude's just 
but I mean, it doesn't matter. He dies anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, you got a movie that has an original concept. Yeah. Um, uh, Robert England, who would go on to become the one of the most iconic horror villains. Yeah. Um, that nobody, when you hear the name Robert England, you don't even think, oh, that's the dude from Wishmaster, right? No. <laughs> he's saying no, it's Freddy Krueger. It's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Oh, isn't that? Oh, yeah. He's that guy that uh, who played the psychiatrist in Leslie Vernon. No. Nope. Uh, yes, that's what that's what he's from. You ain't you ain't wrong. <laughs> no, but you definitely um, think about Freddy Krueger. So, I mean, before we get into the kills, I mean, I'll just go ahead and give my ratings now. We're talking specifically just the original. Just the original. Just the original. You have the iconic villain, original concept. I can excuse a lot of the cheesy acting because that was just kind of there in the 80s. Yeah, and they didn't have the biggest budget for this movie either. Yeah, and it didn't have the biggest, but I mean, if you look at those stretchy arms that he had. Yeah. Uh, and and just some of the like stuff, you're like, all right, you know, they're working with what they got, and that's what you're supposed to. I mean, I'm sure that the most expensive shot was yeah. probably that bed scene. Yeah. Um. You got Johnny Depp's career starting here. Johnny Depp's career starting. And I like the thing they did with uh, Nancy's hair, how like throughout the movie, she gets that like gray streak going through just from being stressed and not sleeping throughout the film. And another funny thing is when she's like in her room, she's like, God, I look like I'm 20. Was she 20? At the time, I think Heather Kent was actually 20 years old filming this movie. Uh, Wes Craven just can't keep himself from being meta. No. (laughs) Uh, That's, I mean, that's just one of those things that if it's a Wes Craven movie is like, we got to get meta with this. Well, she's 20, so just have how we, what if people say, well, she looks like she's 20. Well, just have a line in there that says, oh, I look like I'm 20. Now people can't bitch and complain about it. Because she's like so stressed out and they were just looking older. Oh, I look like I'm 20. Uh, What did I give Cabin in the Woods? Don't remember. It was probably it was like, probably like a twenty-eight, I think. Yeah. Because I, I think that I said that uh, Cabin in the Woods is, especially if you're talking about meta and being parody, that's about as perfect of a movie as you can get. Yeah. But I have yet to see a movie that is a thirty. I mean, Cabin in the Woods is good. It's it's great movie. But yeah. I have yet to walk out of a movie that I think is a thirty. But that's I think that's also good too, just because it's yeah. like I don't think you can ever really have perfection. Yeah, I think I'd probably give a screen, what, 29 and a half? I was going to give it the same score as Cabin in the Woods, so like a 27, 28. I'd probably give this a 28 and a half right It's there. iconic, and it's yeah. very, very good. Um, yeah, I think the most movie, I can yeah, ever I give any movie is a 29. Yeah. Um, so I'd give it this about the same score as I would give Cabin in the Woods, which is about a 27, 27... Okay. 28-ish. Um, 29 is the highest I would go for any movie. I'd say that a 29 would probably be the thing. Yeah. Uh, if I were to give a perfect 30 to anything, I'd say probably the thing. So this is just a couple notches under. Um, yeah. I'd uh, say, yeah, probably so. 28 and a half, so... I'll, I'll go a little bit lower and just say 27. You can say 28. I'll say 27. Yeah, so it's right there in that Cause range. We, I mean, either it's way... It's incredible film. Either way, it is a really, really good movie. Uh, either way, it's still in the upper 20s, so you know that it's a... Uh... It's it's going to be in the good movie category. Plus, it's like one of those films that when people are like, oh, if someone says they haven't seen it, you're like, what? Oh well, we have to remedy that right now. Yeah. So it leaks out of horror into like mainstream horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna say, aside from, let's go ahead and get into kills real quick. Yeah. I'm gonna say, well, we already know. I already said that mine was the scene from Dream Warriors. Yeah. But I'm gonna take that one off the table just because I already said it, and because Nightmare on Elm Street has such a plethora to choose from i'll say the entirety of the 
Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, is there one that sticks out to you where you're like, man, that was pretty cool? I'm always going to go with uh, Glenn's death getting pulled through the bed and just have the blood shoot out. Such a great scene. I'm debating if I want to go over the top or simplistic. <laughs> it's funny. There's a lot of over the top kills. I might do this one that's just off screen and it would go to one of the uh, one of the ones in the new one. I really do like the line where Fre- where that one dude is is about to die and Freddy's like, do you know that when the heart, st- or the, uh, the heart stops beating, the brain continues to function for over seven minutes? We still have seven minutes to play. I don't know why. I like that line. That is actually a pretty good line. That's yeah. a creepy ass line. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, I, I don't care that I'm defending that I yeah. seem to be the lone defender in Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. But the the, yeah. the movie had some good scenes in it, and I do yeah. think that that was one of them. It's probably uh, the best scene in the movie. Yeah. I think, and I still think that, like, maybe if they messed with the prosthetics, I still think that, I mean, if if you can't get Robert England back and you have to replace him, I think that Jackie Earl Haley played a pretty good Freddy. Mm-hmm. If you had to replace him with somebody, I think that he played it pretty okay. Yeah, but now if you do it again, you can't bring him back because he's our... Because now he's, atta- he's attached to something that everybody yeah. pretty much says was a bad And movie. like I said, he got screwed over by the way they made him look. I don't think that he was the problem with the movie. No. I think that his voice is very intimate. Because I had just seen Watchmen before I saw that movie. Okay, and, yeah. And then when they said that it was going to be him that was going to be, uh, Rorschach was going to be the guy who does Freddy, I was like, you know, with that voice, I could actually see he was intimidating in, in Watchmen. Yeah, he, he brings that voice, same kind of yeah, for the if, role. If he brings back that same kind of intensity and in- intimidation for Freddy, he could be a really intimidating Jason. Or I keep fucking saying Jason. Why? <laughs> uh, he can because I probably just keep thinking Freddy versus Jason on the mind. Um, uh, what else I watch that tonight? If I was gonna go like uh, like uh, restrained, it would be that scene just because I yeah. think that with the combination of his voice and just that line of yeah. "We still got seven minutes to play." Yeah, that's really creepy. If I was gonna go over the top, <laughs> uh, what's what's, a, what's just a <laughs> oh, if you're gonna go life you want to <laughs> 90s feeling is like you don't get much more like 90s and just combination of bad cg and just ridiculousness than freddy versus jason that stoner token up with a cat a freddy caterpillar and that <laughs> and that cg yeah. going down his throat and then taking him over oh god i'm just gonna because just go of how bad the cg looked and how just oh, like yeah the stoner cheesy like just token up with a uh, with a freddy caterpillar like like you watch it and you're like what am i watching right now <laughs> and he takes, takes over his body and he goes to jason and he's like let me handle this bitch yeah yeah freddy was getting mad that jason was taking his kills yeah i just i love i love you know that movie has problems but i do love it that is just freddy's just like stop killing people you just don't you're only supposed to kill a couple of them i still go by it Freddy was winning that fight. I mean, he, I mean, it seems like it would be a no brainer that it would be like, all right, well, obviously in the dream world, Freddy would kick the shit out of Jason. But even in the real world, he was fucking Jason up till the kids. In the real away. world, he was getting his licks in for, for, <laughs> which is funny because I always thought, you know, so Freddy, if Freddy got pulled into the real world, that means his charred skin would probably be hurting like hell. Nope. He was, he was winning until like that cart got caught on something. And then Freddy had stuck. them hands, yeah. man. He yeah. was throwing he, them hands. He's like, fucking Jason up for a while. I think that the whole fight scene between him and Jason was pretty 
it was a good fight though oh yeah i enjoyed that movie aside from some of the bad acting yeah i wish we could get more movies like that but with studios it's so hard like what you mean versus kind of things like yeah like give me a you know jason versus michael type movie all right well as we wrap this up, who would you want to see versus each other? I posted up on the, well, I mean, I have my daily versus matches yeah. on the thing. I think the last thing that I put was somebody wanted to see, you know, I would love to see a crossover of gremlins and critters. We have, we've had alien versus predator. Yeah. But like, if they could do like the old universal, which is kind of why I wish that the dark universe, my- that universal was going to do. I hope, I wish that they would try to take another stab at it and try yeah. to do it right. Um, because now Universal owns the rights to all the older monsters, right? The mommy, yeah, the old, the old, yeah, the, yeah the, those are old Universal monsters. That's yeah. why if you go to Universal Studios, there's a whole section dedicated to old Universal m- monsters. Yeah, where they try that, and then like the mummy just kind of flopped. You know what would be cool so if we're going to combine franchises, and this is one that you could absolutely do: uh, the Stephen King universes, because they're all supposed to oh, take yeah. place in one universe. Have it so that you actually have two or three of those monsters or or creatures actually run into each other. Oh yeah, that'd be dope. I mean, they are all technically part of the same universe, and they're all Stephen King properties. Yeah, and most of them are in Maine. Like, ha- like have uh, I don't know. I mean, the, you know, the Stephen King universe has filled with so many things. Um, yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, have uh, Carrie Carrie run into? Uh, I was gonna say uh, uh, Pennywise. No, um, I was gonna say the, the Torrance. Uh, Danny Torrance, but he died yeah. in uh, Doctor Sleep. But Abra Stone's alive. Yeah, you could have her run it. You could have Carrie stumble into the Overlook or something. But I wouldn't mind seeing that. That yeah. I, that would be insane. That to, to, to yeah. combine like a Stephen King universe and bring a, a couple of his characters in, into the same world. Yeah. Um, but I could totally see it happen. Oh, what definitely. If, but what about you? If you were gonna have a versus thing, I'd like to see like a give me a clown versus give me like art the art from Terrif. Fire from uh, well, art's new. You said, yeah. uh, I was thinking you were, you wanted something older, but if you're you well, can combine whatever I'd like you want. to see, like them get another Sabbath, like you know, bringing back the creature for the Black Lagoon and things like that. Give me so a who, who would you who would you face art off against? I think it'd be dope to see him go against Pennywise. I mean, I think Pennywise would tell you just because he's this supernatural entity, yeah. Um, but I think it'd be a good story where Pennywise is trying to, like, you know. Oh, there's a lot the of killer kids, clowns. But, uh, <laughs> or, Art's or, killing him before he could get to him. If the killer clowns from outer space came down and ran into Art the Clown. Yeah. Isn't there a new Terrifier supposed to be coming out this year? Uh, Probably. I still need to see the first one. The, the, yeah, the first so. Art the Clown one. So that actually does it for your picks. We've done Cabin in the Woods and we have done uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The next movie pick, we're going to go back a little bit further in time. With We're going into my... Uh, movie picks coming up next i believe the next one is going to be the original the night of the living dead black and white uh been a little bit since i've seen it that actually made a uh, uh an appearance or was referenced to in the uh, horror noir documentary that i said i watched uh i wanted to pick that one because of the uh was, i wanted to get a little bit of representation going on in here especially for the black and white movie era um, oh yeah. Uh, black people were either portrayed as stereotypes or over exaggerated, but yeah. never like leading man any leading man roles. Uh, that's the reason why I picked it. But I mean, aside from the representation thing, I I think that you had a really strong protagonist in this movie. Um, oh yeah. So, but you know, we'll get into all of that next episode. Yeah. And uh, we'll have some more Shutter shoutouts. And uh, thanks for again for sticking with us. We still have more interviews coming up, and more uh, everything is leading up to hopefully 
we will have a panel by Halloween time to put out, and that's what this is all leading up to. And keep a lookout on the Instagram for the upcoming book giveaways. We have stuff coming from Spencer Hamilton, Jamie Stewart, if they haven't already been done, and some goodies coming up in the future. Be on the lookout, and please, of course, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to... um, so give us a subscription. Uh, give us some suggestions. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Maybe we'll just do an off-the-cuff, hey, you feel like recording? Yeah, so-and-so wanted us to talk about this. Yeah, I'm down. So be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear in the future. Uh, and as always, thank you, everybody, and talk at you later. Have a good week, everyone. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.